Welcome to the Harvest Community Church Ohio podcast. Our passion is to welcome and care for wounded and hurting people where they are in their journey so that they may find purpose and joy in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope that you are blessed by listening today. Thank you for joining us, and God bless. Well, hey, we're going to take uh, another week off from our series in the Gospel of John, and we're going to focus on something that uh, really is near and dear to my heart, and we'll, we'll, we'll jump into that in just a moment. Uh, my wife brought in here uh, a book. One of the thoughts or driving forces behind what I'm going to be sharing today comes from this book. It's called Soul Care. And this book really, uh, man, it impacted my life in a big way. And uh, one of the things he says in here that I thought was really interesting, he said, hey, if you're married and, and your emotional mental health is like a five and your spouse is like a seven or eight, well, the most your marriage is ever going to achieve as far as emotional health goes, spiritual health would be a five. You're the lid. You got to move the needle. You got to move it higher. And so this is all about having a healthy soul. And one of the main things that he talks about in here, Rob Reimer, for having a healthy soul is understanding your identity in Christ. And that's the title of our message today, understanding our identity in Christ. And that's what we're going to be looking at and really focusing on. And I recommend, if you're someone who's like, man, I, I want to know more, I recommend this to you. This has been amazing for me, been healing helpful. I recommend this book to you. I think we have some in the resource area, but not, not, not many, right? What do we, Oh, we have a bunch? Okay, fantastic. All right, fantastic. Okay, we got a bunch. They're amazing. All right. We'll take a look at this verse, John 1, 12. Go ahead, John 1, 12. There it is. Okay. But to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. If we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we are God's children. If you've done that, if you put your faith and trust in what he did on the cross for you, if you believe that Jesus came and lived this, this life here and then took your punishment for your sin on a cross so that you wouldn't have to, if you put your faith and trust in his blood that was shed there, and we're going to talk a lot more about that today, then you're a child of God. You're his child. And he loves us, and he blesses us over and over again. And we're going to look at some of the, uh, just some of the ways, some of the spiritual blessings that we have through him in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. So if you'd open up your Bibles there to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14, that's where we're going to read today. And if you need a Bible or a pen or some notes, just raise your hand. Dave, Brian will get you what you need. So if you need a Bible, a pen, or some notes, just raise your hand. They'll get you what you need. And... Uh, and then, uh, and while they do that, take a look up on the screen is the prayer that I'm going to pray in a moment. In a moment, we're going to pray. Just going to read through it now. Uh, Dear Lord Jesus, your word reveals to us our identity. We are your children. 
please help us to understand even more what that means to us as we walk through Ephesians 1 today and receive words of truth and life for our souls. Please bring healing and wholeness to us through this message today. That's my prayer, that this will be very helpful, not just because of this one message, but some of you are like, man, you know, I, I'm going to check out that book. I recommend it to you. Very helpful to me as far as soul care goes. So let's go ahead and pause now and pray. Dear Lord Jesus, dear Jesus, thank you that you're in this room. You're here. We need you, Lord. We need your word. Your word reveals to us our identity. Thank you that when we put our faith and trust in you, you tell us we are your children. We become your children. Lord, please help us to understand even more what that means to us as we walk through Ephesians 1 and receive your words of truth and life like rain for our souls. Please bring healing and wholeness to us through this message today as, as we begin to walk through and hear from your word, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you please stand with me now as we read God's word in honor of God's word, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he's blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we've obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, please speak to each heart here. Teach us what we need to learn, what you want us to learn. God, open your word to our minds, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Please be seated. Let's go ahead and get our notes ready. Walk back through the passage. So take a look there, Ephesians 1, 1 to 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, 
grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Paul wrote these things by the will of God, and this wasn't only for the Ephesians. It was directed to them, but it's also for us today. God knew we'd read it. We'd see these words. They'd speak to our hearts. And he wants our attitude. Listen, he wants our attitude as we hear these things to be, I believe it. I receive it. I believe it. God said it. It's true. So let that be your heart attitude as we jump into these things that are ours as children of God. Are you ready? Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, there's a lot of things in here that we could focus on, but I'm going to underline a few things as we go through this and, and pull some things out. And the first thing I'd like to pull out is this. Ready? As children of God, we are blessed. As children of God, we are blessed. Go and write that down. You know, when I think of being blessed, I think of something that I didn't earn. I think of like a gift. Wow, thank you. Thank you for that gift. And, and God's saying, here, here's something that I want to give you, something I want you to have. You didn't, you didn't have to do 100 push-ups to earn it, or you didn't have to work for it. This is a gift from me to you. You're blessed. You don't deserve it necessarily. You don't deserve it. I, I simply want to give it to you. So I'm loved unconditionally? Yeah. So you give me this Gift, free, yes. Not because, not if, no. I love you, period, here, it's yours. And these blessings or gifts are spiritual blessings, okay? They're spiritual blessings. They're, they're, they're not earthly, physical blessings, like you want a new car. No, nothing like, you know, it's just, they're, they're spiritual blessings. They're eternal. They're things that are in heaven for us, in, in a sense, and, and, and you and I as Kings and queens of heaven were, you know, once a king or queen in heaven, always a king or queen in heaven. And so Paul's about to give us a number of these spiritual blessings that God's bestowed upon us as we walk through Ephesians here. But before we do, look at this great quote. I put it in your notes. If you've got notes, you can read along or it's up on the screen. This is a great quote from uh, Charles Spurgeon. Our thanks are due to God for all temporal blessings, earthly blessings. They're more than we deserve. But our thanks ought to go to God in thunders of hallelujahs for spiritual blessings. A new heart is better than a new coat. To feed on Christ is better than to have the best earthly food. To be an heir of God is better than being the heir of of the greatest nobleman. To have God for our portion is blessed, infinitely more blessed than to own broad acres of land. God hath blessed us with spiritual blessings. These are the rarest, the richest, the most enduring of all blessings. They are priceless in value. Priceless. So, so keep that in mind. These are things that God has given you that are priceless. So look at Ephesians 1.4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. So here's the second thing, ready? Even as he chose us in him, as children of God, we're chosen. We're chosen. Write that down. You're chosen. 
Hey, you're wanted. You're valued. Isn't that awesome to know? I'm wanted. I'm, you're, you're like those special plates. We had these special plates that we kept in the cabinet, and we only pulled them out holidays or for special celebrations. Who had those? Who are the special plate people? Yeah. Yeah. You get it. Listen, listen, listen. We're not paper plates. What do you do with paper plates? Throw them away. Yeah, you don't wash them and put them back in the cabinet. That'd be a mess. You throw them away. We're not paper plates. And it's sad to me. That's why so many people today, so many teenagers especially, think they're paper plates and they throw their lives away. At-risk behaviors, suicide. No, we are valuable. We're special to God. And let's not forget that. And again, it's not, I've said this, but it's not anything you've done. It's not something you deserve. You know, some would say, oh, you got to have these things in your life, you got to work and do. Well, that to me is like God giving you a flower and he's, I love you, I love you not. I love you, I love, no, no. God's simply saying, here, I love you. I love you, this is a gift to you. It's not something that you have to earn. Simply a matter of his choice. Here, look at this. He chose to set his love on you. Think about that. That's grace. Why? Because the car I drive? No, no. The family I'm from? No. The way I look? No. The way I act? No. He simply chose to set his love on you. That's grace. The person I married, I mean, I married up, man. My wife thinks that all every day, right, honey? Right? No. <laughs> this morning we were talking. I got to tell you, we were talking. I go, hey, honey, last week I didn't say anything. I was being kind. But when you were on that mission trip, you were looking tired. You were looking, honey, you were looking rough. I said, you, you look like you were, I said, you were looking like you were mo- like my age. <laughs> She, she says to me, she goes, well, the girls all said they can't believe that, you know, you and I are married because I, I look so much younger than you. <laughs> I go, I go, those brats. <laughs> it, and, and I thought this was a private conversation. We're upstairs, all the way upstairs. And from the living room, I hear Jeremiah, Dad, it's true. <laughs> anyway, well, he, he survived the morning. <laughs> but God chose to set his love on us, not because of anything we've done. It's grace, just grace. And to help us understand this idea that we're chosen even more, look what else he says in verses five and six. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. So as children of God, ready? We're adopted. We're adopted. Write it down. We're adopted. Jeremiah. 
John 3.16 says this, Look, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus is God's only begotten Son. The rest of us are adopted. He's the only one of his kind. In adoption, who does the choosing, the parent or the child? Parent. So feel free to think, man, he chose me. He wanted me. Just feel free to think about that. He chose me. He wanted me. Did you know that Aaron Judge was adopted? How many major league baseball fans in here know who Aaron Judge is? Yeah, he's, he hit 62 home runs last year. 62, that's huge. And uh, did you know he was adopted? And uh, you're like, well, why are you bringing him up? Look at this quote. He said this, some kids grow in their mom's stomach. I grew in my mom's heart. I knew the ladies would like that. I heard it. Huh? I heard <laughs> well, it. Is, that is, it is an awe. Guys, you can, do, you can say awe to you guys. Go ahead. Awe. Yeah, it's yeah, it, amazing. And so Aaron Judge, uh, man, some kids grow in their mom's stomach. I grew in my mom's heart. But you might be wondering, you might be saying, well, well, wait, wait, because I'm adopted, does that mean I'm maybe love less than the only begotten son? Am I love less than Jesus? Am I? Well, remember, just a, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, we, we looked at this passage, John 17, 22 to 23. Check it out. You've always got to go back here. Remember this. Jesus is praying. He's talking to the Father. And he says, Father, the glory which you've given me, I've given to them that they may be one just as we're one. I and them, you and me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world, everybody can know that you sent me and that you love them even as you love me. What? God loves you like he loves Jesus? God loves us like he loves Jesus? Really? Uh, truly? Yes. God loves you just like he loves his only begotten son, Jesus. Please don't allow the devil to cause you to forget that or to ever doubt that. Uh, but these bad things are, ha stop. Everything in my life shouting that God doesn't let, stop. The word of God, we put the word of God here. That's what stands, not circumstances, not all this stuff around us, the word of God. Well, look at Ephesians 1, 7, 8. If, you, if you're still kind of sitting there going, really, does he love me? That Well, here, let's go on. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. Now, we're going to pull a couple things from this passage, but the first thing is that, re that, that redemption there. So as children of God, we're redeemed. Write it down. We're redeemed. And when I think of that word redeemed, when I think of that word redeemed, I think of this, ready? I think to buy back what was already yours. To buy back what was already yours. Imagine you're walking by a pawn shop, okay? You're walking by a pawn shop and you see something that belonged to you. Oh, hey, I thought I lost that. Is that, that's, I know that's mine. I gotta, I'm going in. And you go in and you wanna retrieve it and the shop owner apologizes. He says, listen, I, somebody brought that in. I had to pay for it. If you want it back, you're going to have to pay for it. But it belongs to me. Well, if you want it back. And so there you are. 
You want to buy it back, and you do. You pay for it, something you already owned. Well, you and I were sold into slavery, so to speak, and God had to buy us back at great cost. And the thing that he had to pay was his blood. He didn't buy us back with his power. He didn't buy us back with his love. He bought us back with his blood. Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins, and Jesus had to pay the price. And let's know that not, not an animal, not another person, it had to be the pure, innocent blood of Christ. Look at this, 1 Peter 1.18-19, it's in your notes too. Know that you were ransomed not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Thank God, right? Thank God we're bought back and released from our slavery to sin through the precious blood of Jesus. But we're not only released from our sin, we're released to be in relationship with God. Here, take a look, 7 and 8. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. So as children of God, number five here, we're forgiven. We're forgiven. A good way to think of forgiveness is, is this. Are you, are you ready? Released to move forward. So we're, we're released from our sin and we're also released to move forward in a relationship with God and through the blood of Christ. And God doesn't hang on to our sin. I mean, it's gone, it's released, it's done. Hebrews eight twelve says this, for I will be merciful toward their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. He forgives and he forgets. It's done. Psalm 103, verse 12, puts it this way. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. So if you think about a globe, if you're going north, eventually you'll start heading what? South. But if you go east, do you ever stop going east? No, it's eternal. As far as the east is from the west, our sins are permanently removed from us. Thank God. Thank God. And then there's some verses there we could talk about being heirs and this kind of thing, which is a beautiful thought. But I just want to skip down to uh, verses 13 and 14. Would you do that? In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, ready, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who's the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So as children of God, we are sealed. We're sealed Go ahead and look at this picture. Take a look. You know, it, it, the Romans would often, when, when this was written, the Romans would often take a blob of wax 
and they take an image or insignia, and like here, you see a note being sealed with that image or insignia. So the blob of wax would be put on, and then that, that image would be imprinted on it. Think about your heart. God imprinting on your heart his image, putting his Holy Spirit in you. And, and that image also on there says, hey, this belongs to me. Don't touch this. Don't mess with this. And, and God sends a clear message to the, the devil. Don't touch this one. Don't mess with this one without my permission. This is my child. So nothing can touch you. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can mess with you unless God says so. But let's understand this. You and I have the Holy Spirit in our, in, inside of us. And the Holy Spirit is helping us to become more and more slowly, but surely to become more and more like Jesus. Amen to that? And his presence in our lives, listen, confirms for us that we're on our way to heaven. I've got the Holy Spirit living in me. I know, I'm on the way to heaven. I'm saved and I'm going there. And, and, and we're not going into Ephesians 2, but as a child of God, you're saved. You can read Ephesians 2. I recommend that after you leave here today, maybe in your quiet time or your devotions, personal time, you read Ephesians 2 and just think about that as a child of God. I'm saved. He's rescued me. But let's go back to verses 13 and 14 again, particularly 14. Look at this. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Look, look, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So the very presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives confirms for us that we're our sons and daughters of God and we're on our way to heaven. And you say, well, wait, wait a minute. How do I know that the Spirit's within me? How do I know that the Spirit's within us? Well, the Spirit will talk to you, will bear witness to you that you belong to him. If you're like, man, I, I just don't know, and, and when I read God's word, I don't understand it, this kind of thing. I, I just, well, here, Romans 8, 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Galatians 4, 6, we cry out, Abba, Father. We, we know that we, we're haunted by him, so to speak. You know, when a child falls, it goes, Mommy. It cry, it's like mother haunted. Well, you and I, when we have the Holy Spirit within us, we're father haunted. God, help. I need you, Abba, Father. And the same Holy Spirit helps us to understand God's word and to remember important things that God's revealed to us like this. Look at Romans 8.31. What then shall we say to these things? If God's for us, who can be against us? If God's for us, who can be? No one. Or how about this? Romans 8, 38, 39, for I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are sealed, my friends. We are sealed. If you're a child of God, you're sealed. So let's meditate on these things this week. Let's think about these things. Let's remember these spiritual blessings that we're blessed as children of God, that we're chosen, that we're adopted, that we're redeemed, that we're forgiven, that we're sealed. And all of this because as children of God, 
We're loved. We're loved. And you can hear these words spoken to you, Isaiah 43, 4, the first part, the first part of Isaiah 43, 4. Look at that. You are precious in my eyes and honored. I love you. Do you believe that? You are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. Just one last story. A young lady came to me one time, and she said to me, she goes, man, would God really, if it was just me, would he really die just for me? And I said, well, let, let's look at, and I didn't put this on here, but I said, let's look at Galatians 2.20. For I'm, Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live. This life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, who loved me and gave himself for me. And it can be personal like that for all of us here to be able to say, God, you loved me and you gave yourself for me personally, personally. He loves you. Don't forget it. Don't doubt it. Believe it. 